Welcome to a paranormal show unlike any other. The Ghost Helpers Show with your guides, Tina Irwin and Laura Van Tyne. Where the paranormal is more normal than you think. We are seasoned psychics who once led normal, everyday lives just like you. Until the paranormal world refused to be ignored any longer. We have listened to countless dead tell their stories, and we are sharing that knowledge with you. Join us each week as we take a piece of the paranormal and explain how it works using true ghost stories, the tales that the dead have told us. Our intention is to offer new insights and understandings of the paranormal pandemonium which surrounds that mystical fourth dimension and how it impacts our normal everyday lives. The Ghost Helper Show with Laura and Tina, teaching the living to help the dead, starts now. Welcome, everyone, and Happy New Year. Happy 2020. You know what I realized? No. Is this the new Roaring Twenties? Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. (laughs) I don't know why that popped in my head. I should be thinking about the show, but whatever. So a little tidbit. I've seen so many New Year's uh, parties happen this beginning of the New Year just on that theme. The Roaring Twenties. Yes. It was like a a revival. I I must be living in a hole. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome all right well, we want to we start this new year by thanking everyone for joining us and we would like to remind everyone that the paranormal is so much more normal than you think because everyone was on the same wavelength about the roaring 20s so it was partly in the mind belt and um at some point we'll actually explain Ooh, mind that. belt that's a fancy word that's a fancy word we'll actually explain that at some point And paranormal stuff happens every single day. And Laura, I think you have some shout outs. Well, we want to thank the Facebook group Spiritual Awakening for sharing our show this week with them. Um, We're very grateful for those groups that do help us, you know, with outreach and stuff like that, because we do, we're grateful for it. And it's, it's important to what we're doing. So thank you guys. All right. So this, this new year, we're shifting our focus just ever so we're just going to tweak it a little bit because we're going to include soul health because we we're all going to become ghosts at some point so what is what can we do to improve well, our soul and, overall and, and what brought this up was you know we had somebody write and he doesn't want to mention his name and it kind of made us think about what we do in a slightly different manner he had some questions he's like you know why do some people become ghosts what if a person, you know, why do some people can become ghosts? Why don't some others, if a person crosses over into heaven, does not cross over into heaven, does that make them a bad soul or a bad person? And he's asking, you know, what about children who don't cross over? Does that mean they're bad? And what happens to a soul when they're stuck in there? It's a fourth dimension, the hells or whatever word you want to call it. It's all the same location you know, and are they supposed to be there? And it got Tina and I talking about the fact that this is a part of our soul health. And we did a show where we talked a little bit about the importance of we all, all of us talk about, especially lately, our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, our financial health, but nobody really talks about your, our soul health. And our soul is something that every one of us has in common. We all have one. And this was a really good, good point that this person brought up. So we're going to be talking about this, the soul's health and well-being. And it's a form of our spirituality, of course. Well, I, let's, let's start with the first question. Do some people become ghosts? And I think that's 100% of us. Because you have to transition from the third dimension 
to the fourth dimension. The third dimension is, is our physical location. We've got time, space, and gravity. I can see, touch, and feel, Tina. Um, that just kind of came out wrong, didn't it? Sorry. <laughs> it came out so wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, junior listeners. Um, so we things are tangible. They, everything that you know, we, we can see, touch, and feel is part of our third dimension. The fourth dimension is without time, space, and gravity. This is where the land of ghosts reside. And you have to become a ghost even for a small moment because you make the transition from the third dimension into the fourth. And then if, when you see the light, when it comes, you move from the fourth to the fifth. That's the natural progression. You don't go from the third to the fifth. There, you, you have to go through that process. It's like a step-up transformer. And the problem is that not everyone understands they're it's going like to become a ghost. But when we are all going to have that happen. When you're at a two-story mall and you're at the bottom of the escalators, you're going up the escalators to go to the next level. Maybe that's heaven. I don't know. <laughs> but that escalator it's is... Like Nordstrom's there. Good point. Okay. Um so that escalator is kind of like an example of that transition of the fourth dimension from the third to the fourth to the fifth. So we're all going to become ghosts. So to answer his question, yes, we are. And so if you don't cross over into the heaven world, does it make you a bad person? And the answer to that is it's not a judgment, not right or wrong or good or bad. If you're not crossing over, you don't cross over for a variety of reasons, which is something we are also going to be discussing a little bit farther into the show. And it's not a judgment. Oh my gosh, they didn't cross over, or oh, my loved one didn't cross over. They're a bad person. They it's must. Not about judgment. They've earned the right to burn in hell or whatever this is. That is not the case. I mean, that seems to be the, the soapbox we keep. You know, the drum Hearing, we keep beating. Yeah. It, it's. Have you ever heard the phrase, "Bad things happen to good people"? It can happen in many dimensions, right? It can happen in many dimensions, and and. When that does occur, the person becomes a ghost and they don't understand what to do. I really think this boils down to an element of education. If you don't know what you're supposed to do when death comes, and about 100% of the people are really surprised that they just keep thinking and feeling when death comes, and then there's a percentage that have no idea that death came. Well, that's a good point. So, And we've talked a little bit about this, is that some people simply don't know they've died. How can that be, right? Yeah. And if you don't know that you're dead, then it's not a judgment that you didn't cross over because if you didn't realize you were dead and you're still trying to get your cell phone to work, you just you, know, you just think you dropped service. <laughs> you a, dropped a lot of service. A number of years ago, and this is this is a true story. So um my daughter and I are driving on the freeway when all of a sudden everything comes to a screeching halt. And in Southern California, that is like the norm the norm but we come to a screeching halt and we look over and I've, i'm in the fast lane because that's the lane that they pick for me to drive in but i look we look over and there's a motorcycle accident there and the guy died right on the freeway right there and he is out of his body and he's looking at his body and he's like he's denying his death he's like this can't be happening this can't be true and that's normal. It's that kind normal of denial and because death is normal. He just, when it comes to an accident like that, we, they, you know, people aren't prepared. And by the way, my daughter who was a little kid then says, look, mom, 
a real live dead person. I've never seen one of those before. I know it's kind of morbid, but it was, she sees ghosts all the time or, you know, would see ghosts and stuff. She didn't actually see the body in the real, in real time. In real time, she saw the body this time, which was new for her. So she's like, look, a real live dead person. Um, But we crossed that soul over because having that person chronically on the freeway, anybody's subconscious who can pick that up might be momentarily distracted and veer off or slow down or something to cause another potential accident on the freeway, which is why it's so important to cross everyone over. All right. The next question the person asked was, what about children who don't cross over? I think that's that's a good question. And it's and the answer is children are clueless. They're always waiting for an adult to tell them what to do. And, and I, when you say children are clueless, it's not to be demeaning. Well, how would a child know what to do? They're looking for an adult or a baby or something or a miscarriage. I mean, how do any of these newly entered a body soul know what they're supposed to do when they're no longer in that body? And the answer is they don't know. And it's a very incredible job. It's an important job to cross that soul. It's it's a high percentage. We'll say that we think it's a high percentage that children don't and babies don't cross over because they're looking for the adult in charge, as you said. And it's very simple to to ask an angel to accompany your child to the heaven world and, of course, use the crossing over prayer. And when a child dies, it's not the natural order of things. In your mind. In your mind. it's, It's not what we expect to happen when we have a child we're expecting that child to live a long and hopefully happy fulfilling life but sometimes a soul only needs a little bit of experience and if they only need a little bit of time then their death is part of their natural soul evolution maybe you gave them something in the short term and that's all the soul needed and they their time was up and they left it's not right or wrong or good or bad. It's not a judgment. It's what happened to that soul. And it doesn't mitigate the parent's grief. It, I'm, we're not it, saying that. It doesn't. And, but crossing them over, if you have a child who's died, go to ghosthelpers.com. And there are a series of crossing over prayers that can help you help your child or loved one cross over because the attachment we have to our children is always very strong. What, if, a, if your child has died, cross them over as your parent. It's the most profound spiritual act and responsibility you can do for your child is to send them to the heaven world and not to keep them attached to you as a ghost. And that's very hard to say to a parent who has suffered the loss of a child. However, it's a reality that that child is lingering and they're not getting education. They're not getting healing for for whatever caused their death. And and the holding on is so tremendous from a lot of the family members, not in a malicious way. It's normal, but letting go, releasing attachment helps the grief of the living and it really helps the person who's died. And this is a part of that soul health element that we're talking about. When you can help a soul cross over a child, a loved one cross over, you are enabling their 
soul healing and restoration. Because that then goes to this, um, this writer's, this questioner's next question is what happens to them when they stay stuck? They're not participating in soul evolution. That which caused their death is not fully healed. The knowledge of how to understand the life just live is not afforded to them, which they would get in the heaven world. And the, the last question the person asked was, are they supposed to be there? Which is a very, very good question. And I think that the norm is everybody becomes a ghost and that's what they're supposed to do. I think we should get rid of the supposed to. Death is an opportunity just as birth is. And if you take the opportunity of death and as a living person, you help a person who's died, you can do more for them sometimes in death than could ever have been done for them in life. And I think that that, that is really, that's just really a huge thing. You know, our life and death are cycles, as you were, you were talking about, they're cycles. The, a birth of a person is just as important as the death of a person. It's a cycle. They, everything has meaning. Nothing is by accident, no matter how hard things are. And I think it's important to understand that Jesus, when he walked the earth, talked about life everlasting. Uh, he never discussed death everlasting. And so when we talk about what that means, if we look at... Every... Wait, it doesn't mean cryovacking your brain so you could be put in another body later on? No, that's just... <laughs> It's just someone not accepting reality. If you look at every birth as a dawn and every death as a, a dusk, each one eternally folding into the next, and you can see that we are immortal when you look at it from that viewpoint. It's why we must understand this. It's not morbid. It's just the reality of, of the moment. It's, the problem is when you're grieving, you don't really, you don't care about the reality of the moment. You really don't. So life is a schoolhouse. It's a buffet right. of learning. And we talk about this a lot in the book, Soul Evolution, Past Lives and Karmic Ties, and it's now available in audiobook as well. Good job, Laura. Oh, well, thank you. But it's a really good, profound book. I mean, I hate to sound egocentric, but it really explains a lot of these things that you and I have learned over the years, helping the dead to cross over because we listen to their stories so we can learn from them. And as you hear that, your heart of compassion opens. Part of our soul evolution is learning the concepts of detached compassion. Because if we fall over the waterfall with every tragic story, we just, you know, be a basket case every minute. And the reality is we use emotional anesthetic to be able to do it. And we remind ourselves of the spiritual laws which energies neither created nor destroyed. That which we do for this soul will enable that soul to feel so much better. And that's what we hang on to. That's why we can, you know, have some levity on the show because we know when those souls enter that light, that warmth, that profound healing, that there is this, it's like they breathe in love on in every element that describes a soul. And something inside them, and something inside them begins to heal on increasingly profound levels. And then they get to understand the life just lived. They go to this spiritual schoolhouse. This is really huge. important for people who've committed suicide, by the way. Right. And we're we're gonna be we'll talk about that a little bit later down down the show here. But anybody who's committed suicide, you need to make sure they cross over. Never ever assume because they need a lot of help. 
they've been in a lot of pain. And I think that, you know, we've done many shows on suicide. It never hurts to reiterate the fact that, and we have a course, Healing the Grief of Suicide, where we explain a lot about what's going on inside a person's head, potentially. We can't say that about everyone. We're trying to be correct about but that. But we, we have taken a lot of common themes of stories and situations that those have committed suicide have told us. And because of that, we have been afforded the opportunity to kind of package things up in a different level of understanding. We all talk about mental health, suicide awareness, et cetera, but there's a bigger picture here. It's about our soul health. It's sort of like the breast cancer thing. Is there anybody who's not aware of it? I'm kind of dumb. I'm yeah, kind of right? done with that. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anyone, you know, unless they're age five who doesn't understand that, that suicide happens. So let's take, we need to be aware. I would like to take that out of the lexicon if possible and focus on, we must help them. That soul needs help. And we need to do it compassionately and erase some of the things that religions say about they're going to be punished and they deserve this. I'm sorry, who are we to judge what was going on within that person or how tortured they felt or what their childhood was like? And I, I think that that's... that's that's a really tough thing. I think we come into human form for the opportunity of experiences. Let's give a different example. Some people come into a life and they do nothing but abuse their body. And maybe they were abused as a child and they just carried that abuse forward. Or they're trying to mask their pain through violence of others or abuse of a substance. There's many reasons. There's many... <sighs> modalities so people do abuse their bodies and the point is that you come into this world you're born to learn how to care for the housing and yes you shed this housing and the soul moves on yeah we talk about our we've saw in the show before we talked about the fact that our, our physical bodies are just like they're rental units they're a shell that are it's temporarily housing our soul but i gotta tell you you really want your deposit back on this rental yeah. unit because that deposit that comes back is the oh, karma. Like the, the deposit that comes back is the karma you created by how you care for the physical body, and that not a lot of people talk about that. But the better that does you, not sound like a popular concept. The more you care for the body, I mean, you're not using drugs, you're not abusing alcohol, you're not doing such extreme things to the body that but you damage the body deliberately. Having said that, I think we've all done that to some degree and it's not worth feeling guilty about. Well, I, we're not it's an awareness. To, we're, we're trying to create an understanding that you have a responsibility for your rental unit. And, and if you would really like your deposit back, which is the karma you created by how you treated your body, then it's something to think about. And for people who have abused the body, when they're crossed over, that's the power of this. Then at the crossover point, they get to sit down and they get to understand what was going on inside that soul that made them want to hurt their bodies in whether it's suicide or an extreme sport or something that really, really long-term damages the body. And I think that that's an important concept that we don't often think about. Yeah. And so, um, and then there was a quote from Facebook. Today. Oh, you know what? Really so it was actually a, a 
tweet from Daniel Swenson and, you know, we're going through this thing. This, this, what I found this morning on this tweet was really appropriate to what we're talking about today. And he says, if you suffer in life and you want other people to suffer in life as you did, think about parent-child relationships, right? If you suffer in life and you want other people to suffer in life as you did, it, because you turned out fine, you did not, in fact, turn out fine. Think about that. But how it, many how many abusive parents have we worked with? Not the parent-child parent situations. Oh, yeah. And But let's look at this a different way. If you suffered and you do not want others to suffer as you did, then you grew as a soul. You turned out fine because you developed a level of emotional intelligence that enabled you to analyze, this happened to me. I don't want to perpetuate this so that it continues to happen to other people. And as many of our clients have told us who suffered horribly as children, they actually didn't want to have children because they felt they needed to heal in this lifetime. And they, they were afraid they might do something to a child and they wanted to understand their, their lives, their childhood and their parents. And in that frame of mind, they grew as a soul and that soul growth is so important and maybe the you know, next life especially if they well, cross over <laughs> and you know it, there's there are people out there who really want to have children and they can't or whatever and think about it this way sometimes we just need a break between incarnations and being a parent right <laughs> yes <laughs> we're not going to have children in every single lifetime and that's okay that's you get, exactly you get right. another opportunity, you know, down the road, so to speak. And if you look at someone who doesn't have children and says, I wonder what's wrong with them. They didn't have children. Just say, maybe they needed this life to resolve some things for themselves. Or they just wanted a break. Or they just, they just want to go to the movie and have a cup of coffee whenever they feel like it. Right. I, I know someone <laughs> who knew that they had been a parent in another life and they had nine children in that life. And then this life, they kept meeting their, their children from previous lives. They kept looking at this person as their dad over and over. In this life, he didn't have any children. He, he was probably done after nine, right? <laughs> after nine, <laughs> he was probably done. Um, so these, these are a part of, our, they, we're talking about this because this is a part of our soul health here. And when we leave our physical body, we're still a soul. What animates the physical body when we leave doesn't die we don't become compost You're not destroying the energy of the soul it cannot be destroyed it's a physics thing i love physics right and so for that reason it's really important to understand how this works because this is what we call incarnation or reincarnation we incarnate here on this planet for the experiences and lessons our soul needs for this moment in time so even in your darkest days, understand that it's not permanent. Go back to, if you're having a really tough time because your loved one committed suicide, go back to one true thing. One positive one true thing. One positive true, thank you. One positive true thing. Because what that's going to do is it's going to help recenter you and ground you. And think about one true thing. And one of those one true things is simply love transcends dimension. Just because somebody dies doesn't mean your love for each other has died. Exactly. And when you are embracing the concept of love, 
Well, if you can begin to replace fear, tragedy, with remembering how much love you still have for that person, then the love shifts your vibration and raises it a little bit higher. And it helps to mitigate the grief and the pain that someone's feeling. I mean, it can make a really big difference. And, and we're, we're not going to, there's not going to be one person on this planet, unless you die super young, who won't experience a significant death at some point. It's part of life. It's just part of the life that we live. And I think that when you're mitigating grief, when you're learning how to heal grief for yourself, it's part of the concept of loving your body and loving the soul that you are, because you have to love yourself. And, and we're in a casing again, and we've said that before and managing that casing, but not a sausage casing. Cause that'd be gross. <laughs> that'd be gross. <laughs> and, and how you manage the casing again, it carries karma with it. And it can help us in the next life, especially learning the lessons of grief. And I, I'm really hoping that I've done a good job with this body. So next life I can be taller. Yeah, but I'll still pound you down. Okay, girlfriend. <laughs> I just thought that'd be, you know, when you, when you stand on a step and you see what the world looks like from that height, it's you know, totally different. <laughs> this is totally off topic, but years ago in my previous current life, Back when I was in, in my like late teens, early twenties, I did before a, the paranormal took you over. Yeah, and before the dinosaurs roamed the earth and all that stuff, um, I was in college and I did a study abroad and I went down to the Yucatan in Mexico for a semester and it was amazing. But I'm five nine. The average height down there is like five foot, and I remember you know I could see over everybody and, and you know a group of us went to a nightclub one night and I'm on the dance floor and I felt like. A basketball player because my I went literally a head taller than the tallest man in this nightclub. Okay, and I could see over everything. And let me tell you, I dancing with any of these men was not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I lived in South America. I lived in Colombia. So you're with your people, and I was normal height. Everyone was my height. My dance partners were my height. It was a blast. And with that, I'm gonna hit my communicator oh, yeah, <laughs> and contact Nate and say that you're listening to Transformation Talk Radio and we're ghost oh, helpers. Before we go off though, I do want to say that we are going to extend our Christmas special for one more week. So um, if you go to ghosthelpers.com and the courses, they're still 20% off for this week also. So ghosthelpers.com courses are still 20% off for this week. And we want to thank the Oil Lounge for sponsoring the show. And with that, Nate, I don't have my communicator. So I'll use mine. We'll be right um, back. We'll be right back. How do you feel? Just okay? Well, how about you tune in and get ready to be more with The Healing Hour with me, Doc Martin, every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm ready for your questions, and I can't wait to help you find the answers. Every month, we'll have a new live call-in show with innovative topics and a powerful hour of healing. To learn more about me, visit DrSharonMartin.com. See you there. I'm going to be here. You won't want to miss it. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. 
call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Your eternal purpose is calling out to you each and every day. Are you listening? Tune in to Dynamic Destiny Radio with Coach Pete Cafarcio every first and third Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be your authentic self and live the life that you were destined for. Learn practical tools to discover your purpose and conquer other fears that keep you stuck in a life of mediocrity. Learn more about Coach Pete by visiting PeteCoaching.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. This ain't your daddy's toolbox. Are you ready to empower yourself with the right tools to support your body from the inside out? Join the Oil Lounge as they guide you in building your wellness toolbox of essential oils and plant-based products. It's time to ditch the toxins we're exposed to on a daily basis. The Oil Lounge is committed to sharing the value of essential oils. They offer simple and easy ways to use these life-enhancing products without breaking the bank. Are you ready to start building your everyday wellness toolbox? Visit theoillounge.com today. Welcome back to Ghost Helpers. We're talking about soul health today because and how it relates to ghosts. We're not telling a ton of ghost stories, but we are talking about that in a little bit of a different context today. So part of the question is, is when we leave our physical body, our karmic time here on this planet is done for now. As we said, every death has a purpose, just like every birth. It's critical for our soul evolution to cross over and that our loved ones also cross over. And so part of this guy's question was, what are some of the reasons why a soul doesn't cross over? And I think that's a great question to bring up. And we've touched on all of these at some point or other, but we're going to just- We never listed them. We never listed them. So we're going to list them. I'm going to just go through the list and then we can come back. Guilt is the number one. Yeah. Shame. Grief of untimely death, the souls grieving their death, their controlling personality, like my mother-in-law, and they're by God gonna haunt you when they <laughs> when they die. Denial of death, I can't be dead, I can't be dead, I can't be dead. Um, they're not aware they died, battlefield death. Not knowing what to do at death, I'm dead, now what? Um, yeah, so with, you know, and with guilt, I think that's a big one because that seems to be the number one. Well, well I'm not think, worthy. You can, you can think, some religions were trying to be moderately politically correct, but I'm not very politically correct ever. So what it, What if we replace the word sin with karma and it doesn't absolve somebody's guilt for murdering someone or et cetera, but what if we, we replace sin with karma? So a lot of religious institutions will list out all of these sins, but what we're doing is we're having experiences and how we react to those experiences incurs karma so if we can replace the word sin with karma we're going to help a lot of people absolve unnecessary guilt for instance i i had a woman whose sister took her own life and as she took her own life the sister was she was a she had a horrible life filled with a lot of drug problems and she had an overdose well the sister who was not a drug addict was guilty 
and wouldn't cross her over because she needed to take care of her even in death because she was convinced there was something she could have done that would have stopped this death. Sometimes things are out of our responsibility. Or our control. And yeah. it's acknowledging that if you woke up and every morning you did the very best you could for that person, then there's no reason to be guilty. Sometimes things happen and it's accepting that, that your soul path accepting what you cannot change, what's never going to change. And if something negative happened to you and you feel guilty about it, stop and ask yourself, what did I learn from that experience? Because that's going to shift how you react to another future experience that may be similar or have some similarities to it. The other element is what if your guilt is because you did something? And the example that always comes to mind is what if you were the parent that had a super busy meeting and all of a sudden this was the day it was that out of the ordinary routine, you had to take your kid to school and you left your child in a car and the child died. And we that happens every summer. We know that happens. And so you are now saddled with this horrible guilt that you cause this to happen because you didn't remember your child was in the car there's going to be it's going to be something that i don't think any parent could ever fully get over but you can't get over it you can learn how to live with the reality that is probably the most accurate statement yeah. because you to say you just need to get over it denies the challenge that parent's feeling we certainly don't want to do that but what we can say is that if you understand that this happened maybe you can use in the um i don't want to say the tibetan book but a course in miracles they talk about guilt a great deal and the concept of atonement okay this happened to you as a parent maybe you can do something that would help other parents to increase awareness that this can happen and this comes along with parents who's children have committed suicide because they've had this experience and when somebody else's child commits suicide you may find yourself with the ability to pass on your knowledge and how to help them which gives your child's death a purpose maybe that you never thought about i know a lot of parents who have founded groups and organizations and it's epidemic i mean we do know that suicide is epidemic we do have a, um, a very interesting comment that came from uh, one of our listeners. And uh, I think this might be time to yeah, go let's, into that. Let's just finish and, this one. Um, this woman wrote to me because she said she used the crossing over prayer for suicide and crossed her teenage son over. He took his own life and she did the prayer over and over and she did feel the shift and she felt something happened within her and she felt that he was in a much better place. And, and, and so read your response to her, because I think your response really, I think could help a lot of people with this. And she said, I feel as if I want to do something else for him. I, I want to feel like I, I can still help him and I don't know what to do. And so this was my response to her. I explained that she'd already done a great deal for him, more than the vast majority of parents in her situation would ever have done or known to do, not as a, not as a blame thing, because crossing him over precludes 
a lot of the dark beings that really attack a person and drive them into suicide from continuing to connect from him. So he's finally free. Once you're in the heaven world, you're free of these dark beings that come at someone who has been tortured by them. In that land of ghosts, in that fourth dimension, there's a lot of dark and evil beings there. And we know this because we see them. And I explained to her that this was a huge service that she did for her son. And then I offered her something else. And it's possible that he reincarnated from the fourth dimension, life after life after life. And no one ever knew to offer him help. And to not because over. he's a bad person. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. Or there were dark beings that after a while just keep going at him. And they just grabbed onto him. He could never free himself. But it's possible that in this life, this time, even though he died, because she crossed him over, he's finally free of these spiritual parasites. And that's what they are. They suck the life out of the living. The compassion of God is so powerful that because he crossed over in the next life, he will not have the same connection. And that is huge. This means that when faced with any of these challenging karmic opportunities, because karma is going to want to know, did you get the message? He'll now be able potentially to make very different decisions because he has that heaven world connection. And I, I told her that I realized that my words were not necessarily going to lift her grief, but I could, cause I could feel how heavy and sad her heart was because she had such a powerful love for her son. But continuing to send him prayers of love and kindness would enable her to feel she was doing something. Continuing to ask angels to comfort him and to guide him on his future path would, and, and feeling like he has a bright future path, really could help her son and help her. And I asked that angels surround her and love her. And I was sending love to she and her family so that the heaviest heaviness of grief could be less as each day passed. And then I asked her when she think of when she, every time she would think of him, that when it's her turn to cross over, that the reunion would be so joyous and so light filled because she would know to look for the light and she could ask him to meet her and that when she visualizes him think of him in this blazing light surrounded by angels and i suggested she use the bach flower remedy um star bethlehem or healing grief from botanical alchemy and we talked about healing the grief of suicide course and how much our hearts went out to her and basically what she said was that the email meant a great deal to her and it felt for her like a burden was lifted. And uh, we have a book coming out uh, with some tremendous prayers in it, which is in one of our projects in 2020. Goal of 2020. That's the goal of 2020 is to get this book out. And she beta tested one of these prayers for after you've crossed your loved one over and a suicide situation, these are prayers that can, you can continue to say for the person. And so she's been saying them twice every day and she feels like the darkness is lifting. And I, I felt like this exchange, we're leaving her name very private, was so powerful because prayer helps. And this is an example of 
what you can do, you're not powerless. Our whole goal with this show is to remind people that they're not powerless. And when they create that personal, dynamic, private link with God, it changes their lives forever and it changes their world. And it can change the world for loved ones who have died of difficult deaths in ways you can't imagine. You can't even, you can't wrap your brain around the ripple effect that can happen from this. So I kind of got off that, on a tangent. You, you did, but it's, it's a good tangent because with this, you are changing your family's soul path. You know, that whole, you know, moving forward and you change one degree, that echoes out. That one degree becomes 10, 100, 1,000, et cetera. So every action has a reaction. And crossing her son over has a tremendous reaction for that family's karmic path, that family's soul evolution. Okay, so other reasons people don't cross over. <clears throat> one of them is, they're controlling personalities in so life. If you're <laughs> if you're a jerk in death, you're gonna be a jerk jerk in life, you're gonna be a jerk in death, right? If you're controlling in life, it's like the comment my mother-in-law made, when I die, I'm gonna come back and haunt you. And it's like, no, 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 we know how to fix that. And we did. We made sure she was and crossed over. Just because somebody dies doesn't mean their personality changes. They don't become angelic at all. You know, oh my I God, no. I remember um about, I think my dad's been gone about 12 years now. When my dad first died, I knew he was in our house and he was talking to one of my daughters on a regular basis. I just didn't know what to do about it. And he was the same grandfather to her in life as he was in death, playing peekaboo and this and that. And, you know, my, you know, my daughter's like having a great time, but there's no one else having a great time with her. Right. So his personality was very much the same in death. Nothing had changed for him except that he wasn't with a physical body to ground him. So we did cross him over, but I just wanted to bring that up because he was still very playful and loving with, with the, the kids. Another reason people don't cross over is they're denying that death happened. Maybe they can see their body, their shell casing is non-functioning. Almost like it's an Android doesn't function anymore. Well, and they're and they just either they can't wrap their brain. It's like their producer who was who car broke down on the side of the road. Somebody sideswiped her, killed her, and she's still walking the side of the road with her cell phone. Right, and not understanding why her husband's not answering. I had phone. a friend of mine whose husband died when their kids were little. The youngest was about two years old, and. I crossed him over, but he didn't want to go because he didn't want to live. He didn't want his kids to live life without a dad. And he did not want to go. But you have to understand that his karmic time here is done once he left that body. And by having him cross over, it's going to help the whole family. The other thing is <clears throat> every death has a purpose, whether you're conscious of it or not. Whether you like it or not either, right? Whether you like it or not. And when you cross over and you don't haunt the living, you think you're staying with them to help them. The truth is that's not necessarily helpful. They have to learn to live without you. There are karmic lessons that can happen because that person died. There are karmic opportunities that come up because that person died. That's not right or wrong or good or bad. It's the reality of that person's death. Okay, most people, they, a lot of people have no idea they died. Right, and this They're is especially clueless. true if somebody's in a coma 
And we've helped a lot of people who've been in a coma in the past. And I remember one girl that we helped who was in a coma, her body was still at the accident, her, excuse me, her soul was knocked out of the body. The body was still technically alive, but her soul was at the accident site. And we had to work hard to reunite her soul and her body so she could then make that decision. And because she actually had a decision. To otherwise, make you know, she would have been a permanent vegetable. It's my thought. I think that, that and I know it's would. a terrible term. She would have been in a perpetual coma. Let's put it that way. That's a better, better way to put it. I am just not on it today. <laughs> You're getting better, girlfriend. <laughs> uh, so, in here's the other thing with somebody who's in a coma, and then it's a terminal coma. There's no hope, and that is they become an organ donor. And this is gonna, we don't wanna say this to make a lot of people upset or angry, but it's just a reality. When they, the living decide to donate the organs of their loved one while they're still alive, now that soul doesn't know what to do because their body parts are in other people. And this happened while they were still technically housed with that body because you can't do organ donation with somebody who's completely dead. So it's really important if your loved one has, uh, and we're, we're going to do we're gonna, a whole if, episode yeah, on this. So we're going to explain a lot of, this we're going to explain this down detail. the road, but if your loved one has been an organ donor, use the crossing over prayer and cross them over. You can't if imagine you have how this helps them. been a recipient of an organ donation, use the crossing over prayer to cross them over so that it can become your body part. Right. And we're not saying this to be mean or malicious or this is a horrible thing. It just is. Okay. That was a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we did have another question come in. If a person doesn't cross over and go to heaven and, and it, it has to do with maybe as they died, they had no idea that they were dead. And we really see this with people in a war zone. A bomb goes off and you were, maybe you're a bomb control, you know, bomb disposal unit, and it had a faulty wire and it went off. Or, and, you know, you think still of, think you're just, you're disarming the bomb. You have no idea you died. Yeah. Or even victims of a bombing who they're just going about their normal day. And all of a sudden a bomb crashes in on them, the civilians, same thing. They simply don't know that they've, they've died. And what do you do about it? You know, or a person who has a heart attack and they don't know that they died or somebody who falls, who dies in their sleep. And they think that night, the morning just never comes. I've heard that over and over. Well, yeah. you know what? Funny that you're here because it just never got any lighter. And I didn't understand why it happened. I was asleep and I keep waiting for the morning, but there's never any sunlight. Well, that would be the fourth dimension. <laughs> That's kind of the clue, sunlight, right? That's a big clue. And um, you also have people who died and they know they're dead, but the people they died with, it's called a group karmic death. It's like a, you, for instance, if you had a plane crash, a lot of those people, it's sudden, don't know they died. And some people do know, and they want to help the people who don't know that death has come. That's the challenge. And so they keep waiting for something, but they don't know what to do about it. And if they had just call an on an angel, because they still have free will there. 
uh, unless we're present. And then we kind of trump their free will, unfortunately. You know, unfortunately okay, them. here's a really good point though. We're living here for the experiences we need in this incarnation, in this physical body. Once we leave our physical body, our time, our karmic time here is done. And I think this is one of the many myths that people have. Well, they have unfinished business. How many times have we heard that one? Well, I'm not going to cross over my husband because he has unfinished business to do. Really? How did you think he was going to do this business? Well, exactly. I ask that, but to be blunt, but how, how do you think this person's going to finish their business? They're dead. Yeah, you like can't they, pay your bills. You can't pay bills. You know, you can't close a bank account. Um, you, you can't settle on a state, whatever business you thought you had, cause I've had so many ghosts say, you have to understand. I can't be dead. I have a meeting. Tomorrow. I've got stuff to do. I have right? to get my hair done and my kid has ballet tomorrow. I can't be dead. It's like, or you don't understand. I'm important. Or people I can't be dead. who there's a haunted location and they say, well, they deserve to be there. They were, you know, they weren't, a, they were a bad person. And I, helped a person whose brother had died and he was very, very, very abusive to her. He was the older brother. She was the younger sister. And throughout her entire childhood, this brother was super, super abusive. And she did not want him to cross over because she was so angry with him for how he abused her. And she refused to let go. But what ended up happening is that that anger and rage and her brother, her brother's ghost hanging on to her, kept her from having optimal health. Well, there's another little detail in that. Mm -hmm. This little detail. This, these two people have had this karmic opportunity life after life. He abuses her. She gets mad. And they keep abusing each other, you know, in this cycle until... You know, you keep doing the same thing over and over again. But if one of them crossed over, it would change the whole pattern for a thousand years. Imagine for a thousand years of incarnations, you're not angry at each other. You're not abusing each other. You're not murdering each other. And what a concept that abusive brother, you know, in my house, there are many mansions that abusive brother is not going to go to the same portion of the heaven world as let's say mother Teresa or, you know, whomever else there's reasons for that it's a frequency issue it is a frequency issue and even though you might be angry at a relative or a murderer whoever murdered your loved one or murdered somebody murder suicide is a, is a common one right even though you may be really really angry with them crossing them over removes that dark cloud that that soul carries and is shrouding over you and when by you, the way when you cross that person over that shroud of anger rage leaves and now you're left with just grief which is still huge but you don't have that overlay that's but a big deal this brother who was a ghost was also physically harming his sister even in death which was when i explained that to her she's like oh my gosh we crossed him over and I swear within like three days, she got her health back. The weird back and knee ailments and this and that stopped because he was haunting her in death also, but she didn't understand that. So it's really important to cross them over. Yeah, I know. It sounds like we keep singing that 
that tune over. <laughs> and next week we won't be doing so much, uh, you know, singing the same tune over and over. But this show really is about soul health, spiritual health. And this is the big component that nobody ever talks about. And it's a lesson in detachment. And we have this attachment to people that we love. And I crossed over a young woman who died in a single car collision several years ago. And about four days after her death, her dad called me and I was really surprised. I didn't think he knew I existed, but who knew? Called me out of the clear blue sky and said, our daughter has died. Can you please cross her over? It's not something my wife and I can do, but we feel very strongly. It's what we want for her. We want what's best for her. I was blown away that the dad asked that. And after the, this task was done, uh, he, he was very grateful and he said, you know, we felt this subtle shift and we feel very strongly that she, whatever caused this death or whatever happened in that moment, that she is in a better place. And that's, that's a huge, I guess that's pretty much the epitome of, of this whole show is making sure our souls are in a better place. And so before we go next week, we're going to be talking about this concept of thought forms, because we see this all the time. We cross a soul over and some psychic or another family member says, oh, I see, you know, John, blah, 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 blah. Well, their soul has been crossed over. So why are they seeing them? So don't answer that. I'm not going to answer that. So we're going to be our cliffhanger. talking about souls who cross over and thought forms that and what a thought form is, how they're created and what that really means. And also what are the consequences of that? And okay. teenagers are really good at that because they're so high energy. And I want to <laughs> invite everyone who has a question about any of these areas, send us your questions at contact at ghosthelpers.com. We want to thank you for listening to Ghost Helpers on Transformation Talk Radio. And that on January 6, 2020, we're extending the 20% off of all of the Ghost Helpers online courses. So take advantage of that. And you got until January 26th, we're still 20% off there. We'd like to uh, send our gratitude to Benny and Nate for being our wonderful, helpful producers and understanding that when I press this, we're, <laughs> when I do the final press on my communicator, we're going to be done. Can I, can I, I want to say vaporize, but that's not the right word. You know, put you in the transporter, send you somewhere where you just vanish. <laughs> <laughs> can I go to Seattle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be a lot faster that way, right? <laughs> so please check out our books and courses on ghosthelpers.com. And we thank you all. And we wish everyone including Benny and Nate and Pat and Jessica and Linda and everyone on Transformation Talk Radio, an exceptionally happy new year. And the oil lounge. And the oil lounge. <laughs>